1: Feel that in
2: your soul. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the songbird.
2: I could never recognize. I mean, I wouldn't know what that is unless you pointed it out. Is what I'm saying.
1: I remember when that was new. That was my jam. Thank you, Kenny G. Uh, all right. I
2: really don't think people tuned in today to listen to you go on about Kenny G. I could be wrong.
1: Well, here's what I do want to go on about. I have a new couple crush on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One O Seven One, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment: Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Do you want to know? You want to know who it is? It is J Lo and A Rod.
2: Why is that your new couple? Crush?
1: I didn't I never really paid a whole lot of attention to them. I don't know why. i you know, listen, I think j Lo is beautiful. She's got a lovely booty. She's gorgeous. yeah, she's a talented actress. She's a wonderful dancer. She does other things. Um, and like, I just but I just never really was paying attention to her relationship, okay and so. It wasn't really until I was watching the VMAs uh, and seeing I saw there was a, an awesome BuzzFeed article about the two of them, and then her twins were also with them yeah. at the VMAs last night because she was presented with the Video Vanguard Award, and like just watching them all interact and like seeing him like he was so happy to be there with his woman like he knew she was the hottest woman in the joint like he was just like proud and it was so sweet and then when she was giving her thank yous on stage. I thought this was pretty sweet. This is JLo thanking A-Rod when she was accepting her Video Vanguard Award last night at the VMAs.
0: And Alex, oh my, you're like my twin soul. We're like mirror images of each other. You know, my life is, is sweeter and better with you in it because you make me realize that every day the sky is not the limit. The universe is infinite. And so is what we can accomplish together with love and trust and
1: understanding. There is so much more to do, to experience. And there is no one I'd rather do it with, baby. You're my macho and I love you. And lastly, special thank you to the fans. Okay, isn't that adorable? And like so... Much I mean, I better. guess. I mean,
2: that's obviously cute and adorable. I mean, but I it's know. so
1: much better than what Ariana Grande did to Pete eh, Davidson. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, uh, J Lo um, deserves mad props. She's beautiful for her age. She can dance like nobody's business. But there is this thing that I want to talk about, which is I was um, watching social media last night during the VMAs mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of my favorite people to follow, of course, is Enty Lawyer. Enty Lawyer from Blinded by the Item. Actually, we we created the segment around his blind item website called crazydaysandnights.net. But um, because I'm always, especially during moments like these, paying attention to the things that he's saying because he will drop little bits and pieces of deliciousness. Well, mm-hmm. he retweeted a tweet. Okay, go with me. I have never left. The, I know, but some of the listeners don't quite understand what I'm doing. Okay. So, Enty Lawyer is this guy who writes blind items, basically celebrity gossip, and time and time again, he has been proven right. Now, sometimes it's a load of hooey. You have to take the good with the bad. You take them both, and there you have blind items. Um, one of the things that he retweeted last night was a tweet by a woman who said, in all caps, "This is not J Lo's voice. This was during her performance." Enty uh, Lawyer knows. And he retweeted this, which made me think, oh, wait a minute. That's a thing. Like, I understand that, you know, a lot of celebrities lip sync. A lot of celebrities, you know, do things to their voices. I was watching an old uh, an old performance of Gaga at another VMAs when she was singing through a microphone that was, you know, audio or auto tuning her voice. Mm-hmm. That is not a surprise. But I had not heard that somebody was alleging that J. Lo's voice was not real. And in fact, then I start digging and I find out that I am not alone in being surprised about this, nor am I alone in knowing this information that this this isn't the first we've heard that J. Lo is a Milli Vanilli style fraud. <gasps> what?
1: Okay, can I tell you something? What I always thought she was a Millie Vanilli style fraud. I've always so I want to hear about like
2: more evidence. Yes, how in your right mind have you never said this?
1: I don't know. I guess I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, but the
2: fact that she would be recording somebody else's voice as her own, not that there's a backup track. It's not Britney Spears style. Mm -mm. We're alleging the allegation is
1: that that's not even her voice. at all. When
2: she sings live, she is not singing live. A la Millie Vanilli and that other. What's that little girl's name? She's a sister. Ashley Judd Simpson.
1: Ashley Simpson.
2: Was it Ashley? Who was the one that was caught on Saturday Night Live? She was just
1: lip syncing. That is her voice. But she was just lip syncing. But what I'm
2: saying is when you think she's singing live, a tape is playing and it's not her voice. So, Holly, um, there was a blind item, apparently, that uh, Enti Lawyer went on to produce this morning following that little tidbit last night. Am I right?
0: Yes. Here it is. It's about a one named former A-list singer And the A-list everything in her mind. So two people, the subject of this blind item, published this morning. This one-named former A-list singer got cut off by the network when she started talking about her big truth about singing songs the A-list everything in her mind has always taken
2: credit for. Mm. Okay, I'm lost on that one. Okay, so the A-list
1: everything in her mind is J-Lo. But the other person is a one-named... A-list singer, former, former A-list singer who probably was the actual voice.
0: Yes. And this person was at the VMAs last night. Now, a hint for you about this one name, former A-list singer. She was at the height of her fame in the early 2000s.
1: Oh, interesting. So we not only this person is allegedly the actual voice.
0: Maybe, or at least has one some of intel uh, oh, about what's really okay. happening
2: behind the scenes. Okay,
1: so I can't say that I can easily come upon who the actual, who the...
2: Oh, I, okay, so I, I'm sorry, I was a little backwards in the way I was thinking about this. So basically, who got cut off last night when she was trying to tell the truth? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I
0: honestly Can you? have no idea. Yeah, uh, She was a collaborator with somebody who was on stage last night with Jennifer Lopez at one point in time.
2: Uh, who was on stage with Jennifer Lopez last night? Uh, uh, Nicki Minaj? No. Oh.
0: No, this person, again, early 2000s fame. Now, I will give you a quote uh, from this person. About Jennifer Lopez's performance last night. Hopefully she'll perform one of the songs I wrote for her. Dot, dot, dot. Interesting. One name starts with the letter A.
1: Early 2000s. Angelica Houston? Uh, No, I will tell you. Yeah, just tell us because I can't get it. it. No, uh, no, it's a one name. She
2: was on my mind anyway from another blind item, but uh, go ahead. Ashanti. Oh. oh, yeah, I would have never gotten there.
1: Um, okay, so fill in that fill in the blanks there. All right, uh, Ashanti
0: got cut off by the network, maybe MTV, when she started talking about her big truth about singing songs Jennifer Lopez has always taken credit for. Fascinating. Now again, just a blind item speculation this is
2: so like i i need more though like i need to know like i need somebody to do some science i mean you holly were looking at um uh, some video clips and you had a couple of observations just listening to the audio
0: yeah it was actually watching the video from last night's vmas of jennifer lopez's performance the big 10 minute performance At, at the very least it's a live track That Jennifer Lopez is lip syncing, too, because her breath, the Mm -hmm. way she's breathing, the way the microphone is put up to her mouth, it doesn't sink. And it's like, okay, obviously, you're lip syncing at the very least, you're lip syncing. But then there were moments that Jennifer Lopez didn't necessarily sound like herself. Now, I couldn't tell whether or not it was me going down the conspiracy rabbit hole because Bradley mentioned this. And it was like, wow, that's so unbelievable. I can't believe that. So then was it my brain trying to adjust to
1: this new information that I just received? So if I can just go back in time and tell you one of the reasons why I've never believed that she actually could sing is that she emerged on the scene as a dancer uh, on In Living Color. She then she had a, a little bit of an acting career. Right. She was a backup dancer for some people. Then she put out a single and it was a hit. What was that song? Night is something about the night. And then there were like lasers and stuff. I can't remember. If You've
0: Had My Love was her first big single.
1: She did not go on tour for that album. Never went on tour. Didn't go on tour. Didn't go on tour. Yeah. Released more singles. Never went on tour. That's very rare to have hit songs and not take them on tour. And then when she finally did go on tour, it was quite a production. And it was she I've always thought of her as more of a dancer than anything. And so that was sort of, I think, what she was able to hide behind was that she was dancing. And so, of course, you can use a backtrack if you're dancing. But, you know, that like singers like really good singers like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, you will hear them sing like in an interview, maybe. They'll, like, drop a few lines, right? They'll, like, sing a couple songs. Happy birthday, whatever. You've never heard Jennifer Lopez sing acapella. You've never seen videos of her recording anything?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, have we? I,
1: n- not that I know of.
2: Um, what I will say is if you do a cursory Google search, you'll find that um, there was a story apparently back in 2014 Um, well, and there's been some later stories as well, but there was a story in 2014 that, um, Ashanti, uh, revealed that she actually, um, was behind one of her songs. So I wonder if that's where that comes from, but, um, there's another headline that says Jennifer Lopez exposed for lip syncing Ashanti vocals.
1: Yeah. She also, by the way, didn't do her own vocals in the movie Selena, which, where she played the pop star selena
2: yeah did we know that though i mean
1: i to me though if you're a singer you are going to do the vocals for the singer movie that you're singing in right i don't know it's always just been very suspicious to me that's my feeling about j-lo but you know i've always accepted it because she can dance when we come wow, back, sell
2: it. <laughs> hey. I don't care. You can lie to all of us as long as you can dance. Good on you.
1: Uh, before we go to break, can we quickly just check in on Madonna and see if she's gotten to that part where she's going to pay tribute to Aretha Franklin in her speech? Okay, thanks. Yeah. The worst that can happen is I can go back to getting robbed, held at gunpoint, and what? being mistaken for a prostitute um, in my third you... floor walk-up. That was also a Aretha. crack house.
2: Crack what?
1: The... what did... That's right. I'm a rebel heart. Okay, nope. she's still album. talking about herself. She's that's still cool. talking about herself. All right, when we come back, MTV announced last night during the VMAs that a former hit show is coming back. Wondering if everybody's excited about that. We'll find out after this on my Talk one. running through the 107.1. Like- well, one of the big announcements last night uh, during the VMAs is that a huge hit TV show from mtv is coming back
2: which one is that i'm going
1: to tell you in a second this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and uh, the show is the hills
2: oh god i never watched that show
1: so i think that that show may have been like kind of at the end of our i don't even know how to explain that like it would have been this would have been a little bit young for us um, because we were kind of real world we were raised in the real world generation right yeah. Bradley like that was our
2: well this show was like in MTV the MTV reality show mid to mid uh, to like 2006 to 2010
1: yeah this was a show that um, I feel like because the real world had gotten so raunchy um, they kind of tried this like this is how the other half lives type of like rich kids in you know in the Hollywood Hills yeah Show and mm-hmm. and um, and I was attracted to it and I watched it. But the kids, the, the people who were on the show were so much younger than I was, yeah. Um, and so I didn't get into it like I had gotten into the real world. But to me, people who watched The Hills loved The Hills, and it spun off a bunch of people who you know now, like Lauren Conrad, Kristen Cavallari, um, uh, the uh, which which Jenner boy, Brody, Brody. Brody Brody Jenner was on the show, Um, Heidi and Spencer, who have been trying to continue to make themselves a thing
2: since the show. They were on this show. So they're bringing it back. Like, What do we know in terms of when, how, and what it's going to look and sound like?
1: It's going to be called The Hill's New Beginnings, and it's going to reunite most of the original cast members along with their children their spouses and their friends because many of them have gotten married and had children it is going to premiere at some point in 2019 and it will begin it will follow their lives as they are now um so here's one little thing though one of the breakout stars of the hills was lauren conrad yeah she's apparently not going to be in this
2: okay Does that make or break it, do you think?
1: um, To me, it kind of does because she was the center of it, it felt like, to me. Or she was the reason why it was so popular. And, you know, she went on to do, well, she was the reason that, wait, Laguna Beach was the beginning and then the hills spun off from that, right, Holly? That's right. Uh, This is more Holly's speed, right? Did you watch this show? I did watch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if it doesn't have Lauren, it then doesn't get it. It's like nothing, but right? I remember she didn't go to Paris. Mm.
2: I have See? no idea what any of this means, but I'm glad to know I don't need to watch it. Thank
1: well, you. You don't have to. But congratulations to Heidi and Spencer because they finally have found a job and he wears hummingbird feeders on his glasses. I mean, I might watch that. That's kind yeah. of my problem. I might actually watch just for Spencer. We've got D-Bags, celebrities behaving badly for you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My MyTalk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it all the time. And uh, our job is to police that behavior or at least talk about it. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, on MyTalk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment, I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that is Bradley Trainer, and uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly, D-bags.
2: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, hello, hello. My D-bag today is uh, none other than, oh, the queen herself, well, as she calls herself, Nicki Minaj. Oh. Uh, not because of anything she did on the VMAs, but uh, this has to do with the story we talked a little bit about yesterday. Remember how she was all up in arms about how Spotify did her wrong because she went on Apple Radio or uh, Apple Radio to do Queen Radio, blah, 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 debuting her new album. Remember, Yeah, all that she's mad yesterday? at
1: everybody else because her album isn't selling yeah, in the Her way album's she wants not it
2: selling, it. so it's everybody else's fault. Well, in the process of complaining about everybody else, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this, she compared herself to Harriet Tubman. What?
1: Pardon me? Yeah. Like Nick. the actual Harriet Tubman, like the Underground Railroad. <laughs> yep, Underground
2: Railroad led hundreds of slaves mm-hmm. to freedom in the 19th century, even though there was a bounty on her head. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. N- Nicki Minaj... How did she go about building her case?
2: Well, she was trying to say that, you know, she is a queen just like Harriet Tubman who blank or shook blank up. Queen of the week may go to Harriet Tubman. Had she just sat, okay, I'm not even going to read all this stuff, but (laughs) to suffice to say, that Twitter was not, and you know, people that read words, not really that impressed.
1: Uh, nor should her they have comparison.
2: been. Comparison. I mean, I just feel like that's not a moment that you pull out the Harriet Tubman card. No, right? Like you save Harriet Tubman for when there's some like severe uh, human rights violations, yeah. perhaps, to make yeah. a point, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to ameliorate those human rights. Mm-hmm problems um anyway so then she tried to clarify
1: oh this is almost even more of a mistake y'all
2: I had no idea Harriet Tubman was trending because of her I said what I said ha 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 face ha ha face ha ha face ha ha face hashtag queen radio will honor her tomorrow she said she could have rescued more slaves had they known they were slaves I fought for streaming services to count toward billboard when a lot of peeps she didn't say peeps Uh stayed quiet Okay. Again, doubles down on the notion that she, no. like Harriet Tubman, I don't know what the comparison is. What's is wrong
1: with people in the world
2: right now? Yeah, I think Nicki Minaj, honestly, she's in this territory now where I'm not really having it. And I I feel like she's entering in other people. This is not my creation, but as I was looking through um, social media last night, it occurred to me that... Um, People are making comparison between her and Azalea Banks Mm. because you'll remember Azalea Banks felt like she was not given her due and whether or not you agree, she just comes across as somebody who is willing to throw daggers of, you know, words.
1: Do you know who I, who she immediately made me think of with this statement? Can you make a guess? Not a female. That's my one clue. Holly's nodding her head.
2: Who? Who? kanye
1: west
2: oh for sure i mean
1: that was like she to me with that kind of i rash statement was in kanye territory big time
2: i am here to provide a social service to the world insofar as i want to end this culture of using your complaints as some sort of like human rights crusade like, the world does not owe you, Nicki Minaj, the world does not owe you, Kanye West, a career. hmm And the fact that you've been able to fashion one to great acclaim, to the tune of millions of dollars, to the tune of adoring fans the world over, to the tune of businesses on the side, to the tune of, you know, personal and career success, like, you are not owed that. And so the fact that you've achieved that is to be appreciated and hum, like that should be a humbling experience. You would think, right. But this, but I feel like it's Kanye, people like Kanye West who do this thing where they're like, and it's not just Kanye West. So like, I don't want to pick on him unnecessarily, but whether in this particular conversation, we're talking about Nicki Minaj, it's like, now there's this thing where like, we take that grievance and airing it is somehow virtuous. Right. Like, I'm going to take my resentments and I am going to put them on social media and the world is like, and and I should be lauded for the hardship I have to put up with. Right. I don't believe that you put up with much hardship as compared to right. and, most people. And
1: if you're going to invoke the name Harriet Tubman, who actually helped bring actual slaves. Yeah. Who, I mean, I can't, don't even get me started. The difference between a person who experienced slavery versus a person who's in a bad contract.
2: It's like, (laughs) well, and that sounds very much like. Oh, Oh, yeah. Because he did the slavery thing, too. Yes, it is. You just there are things that you don't. There are places you don't go when you're talking in reference to your own career. One of them would be, I don't know, uh, Harry Tubman, uh, slavery. Um <clears throat> Hitler. Yeah. Um Yeah. Jesus. I
1: mean, yeah.
2: Like those are just like yeah. you're not Jesus. Just
1: put those on the shelf yeah. and maybe just leave them there.
2: And also, guess what? You have a platform to air your grievances. Mm-hmm.
1: What Which would happen, means that
2: you're not aggrieved yeah. because exactly. most people who have grievances don't have the platform to have their grievances heard.
1: Yeah, so what would happen if maybe you put your grievances aside and then use that platform for something
2: even better? Yeah, like Kanye's wife using her platform to get a woman out of jail. I'm just saying Kim Kardashian looks real good right now compared to these two buffoons.
1: Okay. I mean, she does for that, Bradley, so I'm going to just take a beat before I name her my D-bag. Oh, that's awkward. But before we get there, we just should probably check in on Madonna because I can see her lips are still moving and I'm wondering if she's gotten to the yeah. point yet in her speech where she's going to um, do a lovely and thoughtful memorial for Aretha Franklin on the VMAs. Can we hear what she's saying now? Yeah, let's check in. Okay. I said, bitch, I'm Madonna.
2: Wait, what? Wait, hold on. That's not Aretha.
1: That's isn't...
2: Was she no. talking to Aretha?
1: No, oh. I didn't. I didn't say that. Oh, good. Because I wasn't Madonna yet. Oh, okay. Back to know. me. So she's still talking nope. about herself. Not talking about Aretha. Right. We're still on Madonna. Uh, all right. So uh, I have a D-bag today. and My D-bag is Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. Well, I read this article in page six, and I thought to myself, huh? This is the headline. Kim Kardashian's daughter and nanny don't sit with her at restaurant. And I thought at first what? maybe North is getting wise and she's like, I don't want to sit by like my mommy
2: in a kitty table or something.
1: Nope. Okay. Kim Kardashian went to a Miami restaurant called Carpaccio. It's apparently a very fancy restaurant and she had her daughter and her daughter's nanny seated at a different table to eat. She couldn't share a table with her own daughter. Now, apparently, sources are saying that there's a very good reason why Kim didn't eat at the same table as her daughter. And the reason was because she was being followed by a a videographer and she didn't want North to be documented. You know, because she and Kanye are really trying to keep pictures of North out of... The publicity.
2: I mean, I do I, me I, a favor. Can, can you guys likely. Google images of Northwest? Are you saying that there are a lot?
1: I, yes, I did.
0: I'm getting a lot of airplanes. Oh,
2: well, you got to put a space, honey.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, thanks. Yeah. I so it. North, then space <laughs> and, Northwest and the then airline. West. OK, <laughs> that
2: doesn't so exist. So anymore. It's not real. Anymore. Also, it was a bank, wasn't it? No, that was Norwest. Remember that? That yeah. was my first checking account.
1: Good. They're not a thing anymore, right? Didn't they turn yeah. into TCF?
2: What? Wells Fargo, girl. Norwest was the Oh, bank.
1: Norwest turned into Wells Fargo. Yeah, right? I don't know. I...
2: What'd you think I said?
1: No, Norwest. Oh, okay. No. Anyway, I'm okay. I'm confused. Me too. My point is this. North is always in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. North is always photographed with her mommy. I think Kim just didn't feel like parenting that day.
2: Oh, well, hey, do you blame her? You've been there. Yeah. Are there but times I, that you wish you could have just sat your kids in another table? Yeah, but
1: I wouldn't do it. I mean, listen, this is what really? you really, sa- really, what
2: you wouldn't be like, hey, kids, it's pizza time over at that table over there. Papa and I need to not
1: at a um, <coughs> papa. That's my father in law. FYI. Well, I don't know what you call <laughs> Can you hear
2: me? Yes, by the way, uh, Norwest Corporation did become Wells Fargo. Okay, there you go. You're
1: in any case. You had a child so you can parent the child, not so the nanny can. I'm just saying. No,
2: Hey, look, that's why I don't have children.
1: Or a nanny for that yep. matter.
2: That'd be a little awkward.
1: All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Bradley Trainer watched a really interesting documentary uh, over the last few days. And uh, you learned that there was a show that actually raised you.
2: Yeah, actually. Um, so I watched a Facts of Life documentary this weekend, and it was really eye-opening. And I think it's going to make you rethink kind of the t- TV shows you watched as a kid.
1: When we come back, we'll hear more about that on The Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1. So Bradley watched... Did you watch more than one documentary? On the facts of life, who knew? It's this possible. is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and uh, it led you to a very important realization, Bradley.
2: Yeah, so the question you should think about is, what TV show raised you? Because mm. I know which TV show raised me, and it was made clear to me as I watched two documentaries over the weekend about facts of life. And these were really fun. So these are on YouTube, and you can watch them on your own. I'll post them later. But... One was called the facts of life, the lost girls. And that's what initially it, kind of, it was one of those things that just kind of kept showing up in my, you should watch this mm-hmm. presumably because I, I have watched the entire uh, series of facts of life. My computer must know these things. So I finally was like bored on, I don't know, it was Saturday probably. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this documentary. And it, it actually focused a lot on the girls that you don't remember from the first season. Long story short, you know, Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of people that you wouldn't even remember. Julie, there was Pekarski. that blonde girl. There was the there girl with the long girls, dark hair, actually. And then there was the girl with uh, long, dark hair. There was the tomboy, long yep. blonde hair. And then there was the, you know, kind of bitchy blonde haired girl. Long story short, that led me to another documentary that was like cast confessions, the facts of life. And it. Uh, was a number of years later so it was cool to see them talk about a lot of the same things with some more time mrs garrett is talking about it the whole history itself super fascinating but the takeaway that i had as i was reliving those memories of the facts of life and i know i've had that uh those memories as well when i actually went through and watched the entire series a number of years ago this show truly was my like moral compass which sounds hilarious but I honestly think that for especially I can only speak for our generation TV shows really like taught us stuff mm-hmm. like a sitcom, although it just seems sort of and people at the time critics didn't really give to, you know, shakes to to the facts of life from a quality television perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me as a kid growing up watching this, like every episode was a mini little, you know, morality tale. Mm -hmm. And that over time just adds and adds and adds to your, you know, sort of lexicon as a child growing up.
1: Of like understanding what's right and wrong. Yeah, like what's
2: right, what's wrong, Uh what do you do when, you know, somebody wants to bad touch? What do you want to do when, you know, how do you not make someone feel awkward when they have a disability? Mm -hmm. I mean... There were so many different storylines that sort of gave you the the way to handle things, and I just feel like I don't know if everybody has had that experience. I don't know if you feel like there's a show that speaks to you in that way. Maybe it's the Facts of Life, but for me, it really was. I also just want to know what happened to Nancy McKeon because she was not on yeah, a, either of she? these. She was she's always been aloof. Don't even get me started. She went on a boycott during the show. I mean, she's just been her own person. God love her. Anyway, back to the moral <laughs> of the story is I really feel like that show more than even, you know, like I love the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Right. And I you, there are so many lessons in the Golden Girls, but facts of life really in a way that no other show did. And
1: probably like me. informative years. I would say like I, for me, I have two. Pretty sure that's J Lo. And PS, the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Both from kind of different times in my life. Okay, but the first one was Mister Rogers because I honestly think he gave me my emotional vocabulary and that like and, and taught me to value giving children an emotional vocabulary. Okay. So that's one of them. And then when I got a little bit older, like the show that like for me defined how to be a part of a functioning family was Family Ties. Oh, sure, yeah. That's another great one. To me, you know, I learned a lot about it. um, But one of the things I learned from it was like how to get along with somebody who saw things differently from you. Be- specifically because Alex P Keaton in that family was very different from the whole rest of the family. Yeah. Right. Yep. They were able to still love him. And I had a brother who was very similar to Alex P Keaton in his rigid thinking. And I was a little bit more like artistic and crazy. And, um, I literally learned how to interact with my brother from that show. Yeah. And also learned like what a functioning family looked like. Yeah. And so no, that's that would one. be mine. That's a great. Yeah.
2: One. Holly, did you have that experience? I, I also wonder, um, and I kind of we've talked about this a little bit, too, in preparation for this conversation. But I wonder what kids what kids today, what mm. kind of experience they're having, because I believe that it's got to be very unique to their own particular interests, mm-hmm. because as a kid today, you can pick and choose in a way that you and I could not. I mean, right. we were really just like captive to the things that were on offer on the four channels Whatever's that we had. served
1: up. To us when we got home from school. Halsey. I grew up with cable. And so there I mean, was. Sh- I grew
2: up with cable too.
1: Well, but some people didn't, and so <laughs> I did. not I- I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I didn't. We didn't have cable at my house. See, we did for like two years, and they were glorious years. We had <laughs> something going
2: all the way back to the nineteen early '80s called on TV. It's a long story, but anyway, go on, Holly. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you.
0: Uh, there were shows that I wasn't necessarily raised by, but I definitely identified with, and they were formative. One of them was. The Nickelodeon show, Clarissa Explains It All. I love that show. I love that show. I idolize Melissa Joan Hart as Clarissa Darling Mm -hmm. because she was smart. She was funny. She had to deal with familial dynamics that I was kind of familiar with. She was a computer program Mm -hmm. and she wore leggings underneath her cutoff shorts. So cool. She was a
2: computer program.
0: Yeah, she, well, no, she was a computer programmer. So part of the episodes, (laughs) she would go and make computer games based off of what was happening in her life. She was a smart gal, yes. Mm -hmm. And also, the other show that really shaped the way that I saw adults in my life was it The Real World? Oh, man. I th- oh, that's I was... disturbing. <laughs> well, it was an insight because sure. you watch The Real World, you watch these shows as a tween, and you look at these people in their early 20s, mm-hmm. and you idolize them. Again, yeah. where it, it shapes the idea of what it's like to be a young adult, and specifically San Francisco, the third year, where they're dealing with some pretty uh, heavy issues. Right? Like, that's the Pedro season yep. where Pedro is HIV positive and he marries his partner and there's a lot of stuff going on in that season and uh, my favorite was Seattle
2: when they um, when the guy slaps the girl on the way out
0: Steven slapped slapped Irina Oh, yeah. Irene, Mm
1: -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. can I just say really quickly of the real world, because I have to get this off my chest before I forget it, where they went really so wrong with that show was when they stopped, they really stopped being real. (laughs) They stopped in the first few seasons. They lived in kind of ostentatious homes and it was a little bit much, some of them, but but for the most part, it wasn't like they were being served up the fame and fortune right from the beginning. They still had to work for themselves. They still had like actual hurdles that were real world hurdles. Hawaii
2: I feel like I Hawaii that was, was one of the it, first ones. I when it first got a Even little bit nuts. Even Seattle. Um, I did want to just throw in some listeners. Molly tweeted that um, for her, Boy Meets World was the most influential. Oh, yeah. Only oh, yeah. child. Yeah. Found out how to better relate to other kids my age and how to deal with tons of those situations. Yeah, I was an only kid, too. So I, I feel like TV and I was a latchkey kid. So TV was like really apparent. Um, yeah. Sonia said family ties as well. She loved the ju- juxtaposition of hippie parents and Alex P. Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah like clearly other people are having that experience and I'm I, and I'm not saying I don't think kids today are having that experience I just think they're their options have to be greater. Like it could be like some guy on YouTube that's been putting out videos. So they
1: do, I mean, I think about that with my kids a lot because I will talk about shows that we watched when we were young and um, I've tried to introduce them to things. Like I tried to get them to watch Mr. Rogers once and they were bored out of their minds. I was going to say, that has to be,
2: it's like watching an old movie. You fall asleep about 20 minutes in because you're like, nothing's happening. Yeah,
1: they're like, you were into this. But I will say that I showed them the Brady Bunch once and they were like, like captivated. Oh really? And I was like oh okay so there is something there's enough going on in it that they're like first of all they see how kids talk to each other and that's kind of funny to them they wear different kinds of outfits so there's something to see there that's that they can make fun of or giggle about um but there, there is something to it. But you almost have to usher them to it. You can't; they won't stumble upon it necessarily sure. themselves. Yeah,
2: no, they have to find it because out on their own.
1: there are so many choices for them. Yeah, it's wild. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, there is a n- there are many new developments in this story of Asia Argento um, that we have got to touch on. And actually, Bradley, I haven't even told you this. I just found another development. So we're going to talk about that after this.